Marketing Espresso, making marketing as enjoyable, energizing, and digestible as your morning coffee. Hello, hello. Thank you for joining me for another episode of Marketing Espresso. This is a wild episode that I didn't ever know I was going to record, but I'm going to record it. You guys know, like, I like to bring you content that's like literally happening as it's happening, it's relevant, all of that shit. Like, so I do batch my stuff, but occasionally I'm going to th- throw in a random one because I'm like, this is actually important messaging to bring to my audience and actually chat about because maybe it's on your mind, maybe it's not, maybe <laughs> maybe you got scammed by my fake account. But either way, it's something that I think is really important to talk about, and that is the state of meta. I know that I talk about meta a lot and I know that I rag on it. It is, I want to just forward say, I love digital marketing. I think from from someone that has come from traditional with a touch of digital to, you know, this crossover point where it was a bit ugly and marketers were arguing and yelling in rooms and I went to a couple of those conferences to now the fact that it's digital to the front and everything else to the back. I think we're at a time now where we are over-marketed too. There's no doubt of that to cut through the noise, to not add to the noise, to not just be crapping on online is really important and really, it's really key that you get your messaging right. And, and you know, I'm not going to go into that. This episode is not about how to get your message right, how to craft all that crap. This is about the fact that we have the ability, and this is why I want to forward this. This is, we have the ability to market cheaply to people now. We have the ability to get in front of our audience potentially for free on social media. And I think a lot of us, you know, a lot of people are exploiting the shit out of that. They're adding to the noise. You know, we, we feel overwhelmed. There's a lot going on. I know my DMs are overwhelming, like, but I love it because it means I'm reaching people. I'm, you know, but you get to a point where you're like, oh, fuck, this is overwhelming. And I've only got 2000 followers. So God help anyone that's got, you know, more than that. And I, I you know, I don't throw the 2000 followers in there to be an asshole or, or gloat or anything like that. I know there's a lot of accounts a lot bigger than me. I know there's accounts smaller than me. To me, vanity metrics mean shit. Because if you have those followers and they're not buying from you, don't even want to know about it. You need to monetize that shit. If you're on socials as a business and it's not monetizing and you're not having money entering your business, you are doing something wrong. But this is also not about that. But I wanted to quickly say, like, I very much appreciate the fact that marketing has come so far and we now have the ability to reach people cheaply. It's great. It's better than back in the day where it was 30K to take out a fucking ad in a newspaper, right? So whenever you're complaining about marketing, just give a little thought to 2008 back, was it 2008? Well, 2008 back, the receptionist just learning her way through the world, deciding whether, you know, these huge spends on newspaper articles were worth it. So when you're not spending a cent and you're complaining about content creation <laughs> and you're like, oh, I have to be on Instagram every day. Firstly, you don't. But secondly, like, don't complain <laughs> because you're not spending 30 grand to get in front of potentially your target audience to go in a bin the next day, right? My Instagram identity was stolen for the second time this week. And a lot of people, my phone was fucking blowing up and it was very overwhelming and not the day that I needed because I was having the next day off work and I didn't need to be dealing with all of this shit. And no one needs to be dealing with it. It's a painful thing to have happen. And what they do is they steal all your photos. They can use them. They try and hack your friends, tell them that, you know, I was creating a clothing line in this instance. And- I'm pissed, right? I know. So I, I'm very open about the fact that if you create an online account, sure, you're opening yourself up to having shit stolen. Totally agree with that. But, 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 why do we not have a business looking after our identity when we sign up to them? 
we're giving them money in a way, right? Because they're able to say, I've got X amount of subscribers, X amount of active users. You should advertise and spend money with me. Meta is a fucking business. When you sign up, you are signing up to work with that business. What I am pissed about is that Meta goes ahead and launches a, a whole new realm called Threads prior to having Facebook or Instagram sorted. We have, they're ethically horrendous. They have absolutely, we worry about privacy breaches when Optus does it. When, was it Medibank did it? Sorry if it wasn't Medibank. When they have the the breaches that they have, we are fucking up in arms. But when it happens through social media, we just expect it because we've signed up. We're like, yeah, we signed up to kind of a dodgy platform. This is a platform that worldwide, I don't even know the number of active users they have worldwide. I can tell you, Australia. But like millions, millions, probably billions, I would suggest billions of people's data, images, personal effects. Like they have, they have stuff on us. They have our messages. They have access to all of this stuff and they can't quite get their privacy right. And I don't know about you, but I get hammered with porn accounts, fake accounts, scam accounts on the regular. Yet they're not expected or held to account to fix that prior to launching a new platform and say, oh yeah, yeah, but your data's going to be safer over here. No, it's fucking not. And I know that. And if you don't know that and I'm breaking ground for you, then please call me and we need a chat. But I think that we need, I love social media. I'm not against it. I'm a poster. I am active on there. I use it to connect with my friends and family. I get pissed off about the ads. I hate the fact that my phone is listening to me, <laughs> you know, I, and I'm a marketer and I'm that way inclined, right? But I think it, I think we really need to be having this conversation around why do we not care more, but yet we care when our, you know, we care about filling out a census online because our pri- privacy might not be safe but we don't care using Meta when we know that our privacy isn't safe. Like, please don't tell me I'm telling you anything that you don't know. And I think I love when I meet people that are like, I'm not on social media. I think those people are brilliant. I mean, from a marketing perspective, please get on there. I need to market to you. (laughs) But like, you know, from a marketing perspective, you know, obviously we want people to be on social media. It's given us a really easy platform to reach people. But from a personal point of view, yeah, I was pissed that my photos were stolen again. And that Meta's not protecting that. And that they allow scam accounts to get created regularly. Like, how the fuck are they not on top of this? They have some of the best tech minds in the whole world working for them. Probably on big ass money. And this is an issue that they can't stop. And then they launch threads. And then we all laugh about Twitter rebranding. And I'm like, well, (laughs) you didn't need to launch threads. You didn't need to. They did it to try and keep market share. And because they knew that Instagram's gone haywire. (laughs) Like they knew that Instagram is a broken platform. They knew that people are sick of being marketed to. They knew that they fucked themselves with reels. They knew that their strategy behind Instagram, what strategy? Let me just say. So like, we're going to distract our Instagram users by launching threads and hope that no one still notices that Instagram's shit. And funnily enough, threads users come back and say, oh my God, this is a platform where I feel like I can be me. And like, I know I've said this a thousand fucking times, but why were you not you on Instagram? <laughs> Please, for the love of God, explain to me why you were different across any platform. Why are you not the same? 
The only thing I would say is I'm probably a little bit tuned back on LinkedIn, but even there, I'm pretty wild and opinionated. I'm wild opinionated in every aspect of my life. And this is the thing, I get hacked and the most beautiful thing happens. To, it was, I wasn't hacked, but I got copied and so many beautiful people reached out to me like, but it was you, so I trusted it. And I'm like, I'm absolutely fucking thrilled that I've created such an online presence that's so trusting that you guys feel that way about me. Like, that's fucking awesome. And like, I cried <laughs> because I was like so touched. And, you know, and and all of you, so uh, literally, I, I there was over a hundred of you that reached out to me and that is just inspiring. Like, it's like, wow, you know, I've, I've created a community of friends, <laughs> you know, like they're not just people that follow me or anything like that. It's actual friends, like people that care about me and people that I genuinely care about too. Like, fuck, it's beautiful. (laughs) But my point here is why are we so complacent to meta? Is it because it's a behemoth and we think that we, you know, why do we let ourselves get distracted by the fact that they launched a new platform? And let me tell you, threads is just the same as Instagram. The same shit is just being posted across there. You're being sold to again. We're having people give us your fucking educational tips again. Like it's all the same. And I, I said it when it was launched. I'm like, it's not a platform problem, people. It's a people problem. People are the problem. Like people use social media to wave their flag and like they should, you know, like this is the thing marketing has said, use social media to get sales. So people have in the masses. And for a lot of people, it's worked really bloody well. And like for a lot of other people, they're just left feeling overwhelmed and unable to cut through because, you know, that like that's just the way that it is. But and it's because the market is so crowded. It's not because you don't have a great message to share. It's because, you know, like it, it's the way that you have to share it now. It's the way that you have to stand out. It is overwhelming. Like you are not silly for feeling overwhelmed if you feel overwhelmed with the the state of social media. Because I don't know, like everyone, <laughs> we're all joking in my DMs, like a lot of people. And if you're listening to this and you're one of them, I hope that you're laughing right now about how I've made it. <laughs> I'm now someone important enough that my photo is being stolen. But yeah, it's frustrating as a social media user and a social media marketer. Well, I'm not really a social media marketer. I'm a st- marketing strategist. But as someone that, that, you know, promotes other people use these platforms for their marketing. And of course I do. It would be stupid to tell people not to do it. But it is frustrating that we are putting trust in the hands of a business that doesn't care. Don't give a fuck. <laughs> And I'm, you know, it goes against my values, to be honest, to use these platforms. I do it because I care about the connection piece. That's why I'm there. A connection is one of my values. So obviously not being there goes against that value. But I have a value about not working with businesses that don't give a fuck. And yet I'm working with a business that doesn't give a fuck. And I know I'm swearing a lot, but I feel like it's the only way to get the message through on this one. And I don't have the answer. It was more just to come to give you guys a bit of a rant. No, nah, but also I think there's, there is a question here about what, what do you do if this happens to you? Just use your beautiful network to report and block these people. And, and you know, I had one, one of my very close friends fell for it and it fucking killed me because I, I feel personally responsible even though I'm not. And I know that and I keep having to remind myself of that. But just be really vigilant online. This is the thing that I, like, I would love to tell everyone to have private profiles, but the reality is if we all have private profiles, then it it will destroy your marketing. (laughs) You know, that's not the point of it. The point of it is to have a public profile and to try and get the followers that convert into sales. Like that is the whole reason that we market on there. It's the whole reason we have online presence. 
but it doesn't come without its concerns. And this is why I also often say, like, don't put your kids on there. <laughs> like, don't, you know, like you do you and I like, I would never judge anyone for what they do. But personally, I would be really wary about if you have an open profile, putting kids images on there. Like, you know, as someone that's had my photos stolen twice, I'm a fully grown adult consenting to having my images online. When I take photos with people that I take photos of, they're all generally people with open accounts. So I don't personally ask permission, but I would never, and you will never see photos of the kids that I love and that are in my life on my open account. And the true reason behind that is because their privacy, they don't have the ability to say yes or no for their privacy. And they deserve that right. Because once you're online, your digital footprint is endless. I have obviously, you guys all know I'm dating. (laughs) It's very fucking well known. Obviously, I have quite an online presence, right? So me dating is scary. I had a guy this week, you know, he happened to say to me, you know, what do you do for work? I'm like, oh, I work in my own marketing business. I have podcasts, blah, blah, blah. You know, I'm a busy lady, like, because I like to set the scene up for the fact that I'm not going to waste time. (laughs) I don't have it to waste, you know, and I'm very open and communicative with these men about that. He Googled me and he fucking found so much on me and it's terrifying. And, you know, I have to have that online presence, obviously, to come to you guys and I don't mind having it. And like my profile is nothing compared to a lot of people's profiles, but this is why like I am online and I'm forever online. I did an article in the Sydney Morning Herald on my divorce. Like I, why well, I, I didn't do it on my divorce. I spoke about divorce. That is now stuck with me because Sydney Morning Herald obviously has amazing SEO. <laughs> I'm not upset about it. I was happy to give my opinion. What I'm pissed off about is the angle they ended up taking for that, saying that divorce, they pretty much painted it as divorce as being negative, which it's not. <laughs> I think divorce is a fucking beautiful thing if two people can't make it work. But that's forever with me. I'm very upfront about the fact that I'm divorced. My dating profile is literally on my profile. So it's not like that's a shocker either. But, you know, I think it's really, you re, be really vigilant with your online presence. Like, do not put things out into the world that you are not willing to have come back to you 20 years later. Like, sure, maybe in five years I'll be like, why the fuck am I associated with things to do with divorce? But I don't think I ever will be because I'm not ashamed of it. I'm very proud of how I handled the whole situation and, and how amicably I approached it and how grateful I was for the whole experience. But, you know, like second to that, like I'm never going to be ashamed of marketing espresso coming up. I love the fact that people listen to my podcast. I love the fact that I can have impact. But my point to this whole thing is, because I've got on such a tangent, but be vigilant and be careful about what you are putting into the online world because it stays with you forever. Even when you delete something, it is still there. This is why we all love the world of AI, but I'm telling you now, if you haven't watched the, I think it's on, it's either ABC or SBS on, I believe it's called Asking For It. Watch that and you'll find out about how terrifying AI can be in terms of your online presence and how people can steal your identity, put it on other things now. I think it's really important to just be super careful, super vigilant, and remember that your online presence lasts forever. So don't do things on there that you're you're not happy to last forever. And so obviously bring it back to children. If they don't have the opportunity to say yes or no, don't put it up there. <laughs> it's That's my belief. Maybe I'm going to piss a lot of people off with that belief, but I just think, you know, they don't have a voice for what they want their online presence to be. So yeah, that's, that's my wrap today. I, you know, after having been 
stolen my photos for the second time, having had my photos stolen for the second time. That's kind of my take of it. A lot of people actually ask me to do this episode. They're like, Beck, that's like, it's good fodder. And I'm like, yeah, it is good fodder. It's pissed me off. And it, it, it doesn't, what pisses me off is the fact that Meta doesn't actually care. And that's why they introduced this blue tick, right? So that you would, it would matter and that wouldn't happen to you. They didn't. They're, they're band-aiding hard at that company. They don't have, they, I don't think they have a great reputation externally. And I sure think that probably internally it's a mess too. So just be really careful. I'm not starting a clothing line. <laughs> the only thing, as I said this week, I would ever branch into is something fitness related or, you know, like a full-time radio gig or a full-time TV presenting gig, like doing documentaries for, for change, right? For, for real impact in this world. So, and to try and inspire and, and lift people up. So, if it's none of those things, I promise you it's not me. <laughs> Please don't be fooled. I hope you've liked this episode. I know it's very different to my usual, but I hope it's really what I'm, what I was aiming for today is not you to have something to take away and be like, oh, I can implement that in my business. It's something to give you a thought process for like things to be careful of and things to be mindful of. It is my longest solo episode ever because I'm very fucking passionate about this stuff. I hope you love it. (laughs) And I'll be back in your ears with a more normal episode next week. Hi, Beck here, just dropping in to say that if you are struggling with your marketing planning, I have got the solution just for you. I have recently launched my marketing planner to the world and I am offering it to you at a 5% discount for listening to the potty. You can see what's in the planner and how it's going to change your life simply by visiting my website, beckchapel.com.au and heading to the resources section. When you're ready to check out, chuck in potty VIP and you'll get your 5% discount. Thanks for listening and I hope that it changes your life.